Great to have Kev Casey online to give his thoughts on the meeting at Rose Hill this afternoon. Good morning, Kev. Yeah, good morning to you, Warren. Good to talk to you, mate. How do you see the meeting overall? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's starting to heat up, isn't it? With um, good horses coming back the last couple of weeks, and um, this is uh, it's a, an intriguing race here, the up-and-coming, um, with uh, some horses first up, and uh, San Domenico is very similar there with possibly the best horses uh, on the comeback, but uh, two two races there with um, good young horses that I think are, uh, are going to feature over uh, the, the coming months. What do you think is the best way to play the meeting? Well, look, I, in those two particular races, I thought that uh, Caboo was a great chance of uh, making amends in race eight. Uh, he's number eight in uh, in race eight. He was favourite in the, the Rosebud lead up there. I just think going now to... The 1300. Uh, keep in mind, back in back in June, he he won at 11 and then jumped to 1400 and was was pretty dominant. He just maps here uh, perfectly. Yes, drawn wide, but the other main speed in the race, Hell I Am, was uh, a scratching. Even back rower coming out, I thought he would have been sort of positively placed from uh, the draw that he had. I, I just think he crosses and gets a comfortable time now, and the rise in distance looks really good for him. So I, I, he looks to me like a horse uh, who's just perfectly placed now after going under a fortnight ago. So pretty keen him, race eight, number eight, and I'll name him as the best of the day. No reason not to dislike best of Bordeaux, whose first prep was fantastic, all at Rose Hill, of course, on a range of going, still show, some showers about uh, even sort of half an hour ago. Uh, so we'll see where the, the, the track ends up. Not sure they're, they're going to get heaps of um, c- continual rain through the day. I don't think that's likely to happen, but we'll see where that rating ends up. Uh, he'll be fine. He looks as, you know, his child to uh, just return to what he has done going back earlier in the year. So he's the rightful favourite, I think, in the, the San Domenico. Look, others to talk about, uh, I, I thought that, um, well, we'll see where the market goes. I I have respect for uh, Grace and Harmony in race five, definitely. Her return run was very good. The figures there, her closing figures were outstanding. She drops in weight here, obviously going to the higher level. I, I thought Old Flame's two trials were sound enough, both for Sam Clipperton, who rode him at the end of last prep. And I think he can posse really nicely in this, in this race. So I'll be backing him race five, number nine. And as the value of the day, we go to the first race, the highway, of course, it kicks it off. And I'm with a horse here called Bailden, number six in race one, on Stubbs Trains on the border. He sent this horse down to Packenham for a synthetic run last time. He tends to finish off this horse, and sometimes frustratingly so. He's strong at the end, but not strong enough. I love where he posies in this particular race. I don't think he'll get miles back here. He can be midfield, little claim for Tyler Schiller. Uh, happy to have a ticket with him at 26. He's uh, half that now with a couple of scratchings down the race, but he looks so I reckon he runs well in the opener race one, number six. Uh, look, quality wise, uh, not a lot of options here. $36 spend. Uh, first leg, 8, 12, and 14. The second leg, 2, 8, and 11. The third leg, 1, and 5. And the last leg, three and eight. So as I say, thirty-six dollars. That'll cost you. Look, we could get it and might pay forty bucks, but uh, hopefully we get a little uh, little value out of that one. That's a small profit, Kev. Good luck at Rose Hill this <laughs> afternoon. Good on you, mate. Thanks. The Red Belly Player.
the day thanks to Red Belly Sports. Intelligent betting strategies for results like no other. See for yourself at redbellysports.com.au. Kev Casey letting us know that there might be still some showers about the Rose Hill area. It's a soft five at this stage. Rail in the true position. And Ed Kennett from Red Belly Sports is going to give us a play of the day. Good morning, Ed. Warren, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. How are you seeing the meeting at Rose Hill today? Uh, steady she goes. I think, for me, a little bit of conjecture. Um, we've seen, you know, the hot rails uh, last time. Things are different here, though. I'm just a bit, little bit worried about what's going to happen on the inside, so I'm just playing a little bit tight until I wait and see Warren, if that makes any sense. What are you expecting? You know, I know you say you're just going to want to wait and see how it plays, but so what, what might you see that helps construct your thoughts today? Well, luckily for me, you know, like race one, I've got no interest. Race two, I've got no interest there. I, I will say about this, this uh, Froome, I, I know how you know, a lot of people are talking about this horse, but it's one of those rule breakers for me where it's fifth up first prep, so I get to watch that race as well, Warren. I just want to see see that the fence is not totally gone. I don't, I don't think it will be. Um, but it is always possible if I look back at some of the, the data that we've got there. So what I'm looking to see is the first three races, just making sure that horses on the inside there uh, are not in a real bad position. I just want it to be reasonably fair. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, uh, there are some really important runners today and one of them I'm going to talk about now is in race nine in San Domenico. Um, we backed uh, a horse called Spacewalk last time, and it, you know, that was the race where, and you know about this, where J-Mac had to straighten it up near the post. But uh, the horse that beat it along the inside was Zuccarino. Now, this Zuccarino um, has done amazing things. And it's, only had, it's only done twice. It's run in the midweeker, where it's had to dart through on the inside of horses and sort of get through a gap. That was impressive for a young horse. And then it did it there last start as well, up the inside, where it had to make its own luck, albeit the rails was the right place to be on that day. So it's the one I, want. I just don't want the rails off uh, or off-ish, Warren, because Zuccarino's probably going to get the um, box seat or just behind box seat, and I'm just hoping that Brenton can do it. I We backed this horse yesterday, um, or the day before yesterday, actually, um, so, yeah, Zuccarino, I, I, I think it's a really, really, really nice horse. Like a terrific horse. You won't miss it's got the baldy face. Best of Bordeaux, Warren, we all know about this horse. Um, so, it's not very big. Um, it's drawn out. That's, that's terrific here because it's got more speed than any. So, it gets its chance to be out in front, probably have a horse like Swiss Exile or Rise of the Masses tracking it. They can't go with it. There's no way known to man they can go with it. So the way the, the market is at the moment, if I was having a $100 bet, Warren, I would have 70 on Best of Bordeaux, uh, which makes it a little winner, not a big winner, and um, 30 on Zuccarino, which for me makes it a good winner. But the way the market has changed a little bit now, probably not as big a winner. But don't write this horse off, listeners. This is a very nice animal. If it gets beat today, Zuccarino, uh, and the rail's not right, just keep your eye on it. It's got ability. And importantly, they're the key runners for the day, Ed, but uh, it's important for, for listeners to want to have a look at the first few races because it would be crucial to the inside still playing OK by this stage of the day for, for those horses to be still plays at that stage of the day. I think you're lucky, Warren, because, I, I mean, 
I, I, I don't think there'd be many people other than owners that would want to really invest into race one for many reasons. Um, and probably race two for the, the, the fact that, you know, Fluimos is such a, a short price. So I think we get our opportunity. You know, sometimes, as you know, Warren, you don't really want to waste good races um, to have to gauge how a rail or how a track's playing. And we don't have to waste any races today, in my opinion. Good luck today, Ed. Cheers, mate. See you, Warren. Well, Red Belly Sports is where the results speak for themselves. The Red Belly ratings and intelligent betting strategies get results like no other. Open up Red Belly Live on your mobile or PC and bet like a pro with the day's strategies right at your fingertips. These are ratings for the experienced putter who demands supreme quality. You have to see the results for yourself, so why not join Red Belly Sports for a month and enjoy the ride? Head to redbellysports.com.au. Racing in Adelaide this afternoon. Let's check the scratchings with Sean Cosgrove. Welcome back, Cosy, and we'll join Nadia shortly. How does the meeting look? Leon McDonald's Stakes Day, the old penny edition in Adelaide today. It's going to be fine. It's a soft six, ran out three the entire circuit. Now we've got a total of 20 in race one, put out three super sharp, number three. Race two, eight, I need a drink, number eight. The third, three Galactic Rock, four Red Hot Star and nine Mint Memory, three, four and nine. Race four, one Estrapaz and six Zoo Hope, one and six. Fifth event, three Possum Born and eight, eight Rubies, number 14 rather, eight Rubies, 13 and 14. Sixth event, nine NZ Beer and ten Lady Main, nine and ten. Race seven, eight, keep reading, number eight. Eighth event, eight Eyes Never Lie and 15 Sir Mays, eight and 15. The ninth, four Pindaric and six Territory Titan, four and six. And race 10, 11, Agrimony, 16, Brander's Rule, 17, Made in Milan, and 18, Load and Go, 11, 16, 17, 18. One riding change in race 8, 2, Haywood, Campbell, Rewilla. Nadia Horn joins us to have a look at the meeting at Morfordville, and so welcome you into the program, Nads. Good morning, and worth noting, we are on the Parks track today. Yes, Warren, good morning to you. Yes, we are on the inner track, so as we know with this course, um, it is an advantage to be in the, the first half dozen or so uh, in settling and probably closer to the inside. But, yeah, it's a good meeting. You know, you've got the 10 races. You've got the running of that Leon McDonald stakes where we see, uh, you know, the return of, of Dallas Hand. It'd be great to see him win uh, in a race named after after his trainer. So he looks to be a solid program throughout. Dallas Hand heading the market there. How do you see his progression into this preparation? Look, he's a, we know how good he is, um, but I just found him hard to, to come at because he's been so long between drinks. But the fact that he's, you know, a class horse and he gets in with such a, a good weight against this field, you know, first up from a break, he, he's definitely going to give it a massive shake. As far as tips, look, I went for the Victorian just spoke. As we know, uh, this is a horse who's continued, um, continued on and contested some pretty strong races throughout its career. You know, went around in a Doncaster and an Orr last preparation. And the fact that it's had that one run under under his belt and the Ori star first up from a break. Well, that's the way I'm going. But I think all of us um, deep down would love to see, you know, Dallas Ann uh, win first up. How are we playing the day? Look, there's three specials I like, Warren. We start off in race one, and I know he's come up short, but I thought he was a good way to start the day. Number two, Mary McBoy. He's only had the one start. Um, he was very impressive winning at his debut run where they took him to Pakenham and he rated well above the benchmark standard in that maiden at Pakenham winning by an excess of three-and-a-half lengths. He looks like he's got a fair bit of scope and he's going to settle handy. Uh, with a, a small field, um, even though he's $1.65, I thought he was a great leg of a multi in the first. That's race one, number two. We then go to race six. Um, in this race, I thought that number 11, Turfitt, was just about ready to win. It gets a significant gear change in this race here this afternoon. 
Um, and uh, it does look like it's going to get a pretty good run throughout. And that's the real key around this track. If you can draw inside and just get a soft camp off them, uh, if the runs come close to the inside, you know, he's going to get a, a pretty good run throughout. His effort last start was solid over 1,600, where he was just behind the place getters. And at around 6.50, I'm going to entertain having something on him. And there's a horse at a price I'm going to have something on in race seven, uh, number nine, Rival Star, who comes from over the border, uh, the Hayes Camp got the polish on him. So they've elected to claim and take the three kilos off with Laura Lafferty. And this horse has had a couple of runs back now, this prep, lightly raced. The addition of the blinkers, I really think, are key to the chances because drawn gate two is probably going to settle a lot closer and handier in the run. Does look a tough race on paper, but $11, I'll entertain having something on it. So my three standout bets are race one, the two, race six, the 11, race seven, the nine. Of course, I like it a price comes up in the last race. I thought that the four wings of pastrami, they bet $51. They obviously made a bit of a blue in the market. It's now into 16, but I still feel that represents value. You know, she's a quality horse who is going to be suited by fast tempo and has trolled up well. So each way at the price, something on it, wings of pastrami. And our quaddy today will go 2, 5, 6, 9, 11, 13, the first leg, 2, 7, 9 in the second, 1, 2, 10 in the third leg, and we'll come home safe and take the field in the last. Good luck, Nards, and chatting to J.D. Hayes earlier this morning. He was giving a good push for, for Rival Star at one at odds in Adelaide, so you, hopefully you're, you're both in sync there. Be good to see. Thanks, Brian. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Nadia Horn looking at the Morphville Parks meeting the Leon McDonald, the feature there. They're racing at Eagle Farm this afternoon. Cosy, what are the conditions and scratch kings look like there? Fine, a good four. The rails had seven metres for the entire circumference. We got 32 of them out. Race one, number two, Cecil Street Lad. Three, Jamillion Bolt. Eight, Fetch. Ten, Laprizi. Twelve, She's a Tigress. Thirteen, Sid's Footprints. And sixteen, Ski Lord. Two, three, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, sixteen. The second is clear. Third, pull out five, Naminga, six, Rebel County, and eight, Durrani, five, six, and eight. Race four, clear. Race five, nine, Russian Warrior. Number nine, sixth event, one, Indiscreetly, six, Viserial, and eight, Cocopo Kitty, one, six, and eight. Seventh event, one, Ice in Vancouver, three, Dubai Tycoon, nine, Cold Hard Fact, twelve, Vast Karma, thirteen, Voulet, fifteen, Bo Rumble, seventeen, Sid's Footprints, eighteen, Here's the News, 19 money in my pocket. 1, 3, 9, 12, 13, 15, 17, 18, 19. Race 8, 1, Del Toro. 2, Gensai the Wolf. 5, Mashani Fraudster. 10, Hamilton Hill. 11, Tudor Music. And 14, Elegist. 1, 2, 5, 10, 11, 14. Race 9, 2, Love Planet. 4, Neutron. And 16, Zuzu Kakanakis. 2, 4, and 16. Bart Sinclair's online to look at the meeting at Eagle Farm today as Cosy's outlined on a good four-rated track, the rail in the seven-metre position. Good morning to you, Bart. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Good morning, all. Yeah, I like this card today. We've got a, a good track and uh, some exposed Eagle Farm form, and I, I think punters uh, do look for that now. The horses that handle uh, Eagle Farm uh, seem to be popular, and I can understand why. What do you think of some of the better bets on the card? Yeah, I'm keen. I think race four, number three, Legal Esprit. Now, Winside beat him last time and, and she had the last drop at him. I think Aidan Thompson, the apprentice, probably learned something. He legal esprit went for home very early in the straight. I think he's a better horse just tucked behind the speed and he gets that opportunity here off the good gate. Dusty Tycoon should lead and I think legal esprit will just sit on her hammer. It'd be mighty hard to beat race four, number three. And I'm keen on the last two. Race eight, number four, far too easy. I think he's a very promising horse. Uh, 
he's better than his form, and his form's good, but I think he's better than he's shown so far. And this could be his campaign. He's being set for the Kosciuszko, and I'd say he's going to be a very good chance in that uh, in, in October. So I, I think that uh, he's another horse just off the speed here. His trial at Deegan was outstanding, and there's um, a very interesting runner here, 12 hits me, uh, Brett Kavanagh's mare. She's had problems, but uh, yeah, her last three runs were in black type races before she had a, a little bit of a break. So she's beautifully placed, but I think she's bumped into a smart one here, race eight, number four. And I think race nine, number five, Hatchett, come back a many lengths better horse this preparation. He, he's won his two runs since resuming. His last start, he was ultra impressive. Don't worry about the gate. He goes to 1,400 metres, less tempo. You just breeze across and he'll either lead or sit outside the leader. And I thought we'd come home with a couple of winners. So they could anchor our quaddy warrant. We go to race six. I think there's a good value runner here, Rihanna, number four. I think she'll lead and uh, be mighty hard to catch. Very consistent. Uh, I thought four, five, eleven, and two there in the first leg. Race seven. I think number four, pivotal motion, is is good value. Big weight drop here, four and a half kilos, and uh, got a good good draw and should take up a good position. Five, Mill um, Ross. Forget the last run. It was a quick backup at Mackay. One at Rockhampton. Placed 13 of 14, so she's uh, absolutely consistent. And uh, 16, I think uh, Adonisia will run the favourite and be hard to beat. So we're 4, 16 and 5 there. Go just 4, 1 out in race 8. And in the last, I thought 5, 7 and 3, Hatchet. Pentito's going really well. He's got the Eagle Farm form and 3, Mob Buster on the improved. 5, 7 and 3 in the last link of the quaddy. I think we'll get money today, Warren. I like your confidence, Barton. Although you're keen on the Eagle Farm meeting, I'm sure you'll have a bit of an eye on what happens uh, at uh, at Caulfield. Isotope, the O'Day and Hoisted stable down here. And although Alligator Blood's not a Queensland horse, it's always good to see a Stradbroke when I go around. It absolutely is very dominant in the Stradbroke handicap. And uh, if he's in that form, he'll be hard to beat. Just he might be uh, one run short of his peak, but he'll run well. And we've got great representation at Rosefield in Sydney. So there's plenty to keep us occupied today. Good luck today, Bart. Yep. Osgrove, how do the scratchings look there? Fine, railed through the entire circuit and a uh, soft seven, 23 of them out. Now, race one is clear. Race two, put out nine, Arctic Miss, and 12, so she can fly. Nine and 12. Third event, seven, Tafika, 10, Hong Kong Fighter, a late one at 7.43. Also, 13, Take Can, 16, Ask, 17, I Strike, and 18, Mitchell. So, seven, 10, the late one, 13, 16, 17, 18. Race 4, 3 Magic Shannon, 11 Imps, 15 Padstow Polly, 16 Desert Star and 17 Impressive Enough, 3, 11, 15, 16, 17. Race 5, late one, number 2 Carry On Camping, Vet Advice, 755, number 2 out of the 5th. Race 6, 9 Verdi, eight, uh, 12, 8 Rubies and 15 Shake and Boom, 9, 12 and 15. 7th event, 8 Wertheimer, number 8. Race 8, 13 through to 17. Black Monsoon, Revivi Ken's Dark and Up, Bellator and the Armani. The Emergencies, 13 to 17, come out of race 8. Trying to take us through the quaddy legs and give us some best bets. He might even give us some thoughts on the Caulfield meeting. I welcome him in. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Warren. How are you seeing the meeting at Warwickner Bill today? Uh, it's actually a pretty nice meeting for a provincial Saturday. Um, obviously, we're playing on a soft deck, and we know that it's sort of advantageous to be up there on the turn at Warwick Nabil. So all those things factored in. I think there's a few winners to be had. Race five is over the 1,000 metres. It's a zero to 58. We take out 
number two, and the market is headed currently at tab.com.au for the Warwick Nabil meeting for the first leg of the quaddy by Comrade Bill at $3.70, $4.60 for Norbu and $5 for Ava General Redline at $5.50, $6 for Keatham. So a pretty open market for the first leg of the quaddy. Harry, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it is. There's only eight runners, um, but it's quite tricky. A lot of them have some sort of intertwining form with one another. Based on that, I thought Redline at a backable price could be the most likely winner. Has beaten home a couple of these other runners in the past. Uh, the only horse who beat him home last starter subsequently won again in stronger grade. The one knock I thought might be the inside draw. Norbu looks suited stepping back in trip, will be prominent in the run. Uh, as I touched on, that's no disadvantage. Comrade Bill, well supported to win three runs back, did so, beat home uh, Keatum, who Linda Meach rides, and that horse looks uh, another hope in the race. It's a pretty tricky way to quick kick off the quaddy. One, eight, three, seven. For those that are listening, and thank you for some SMSs, we'll just check that we cut up the right pre-record for that Belmont preview there. It was recorded with Maddie Nevitt earlier in the week, but significant feedback saying that uh, those tips didn't really make sense. So we'll try and make sure we've got the right record, and if uh, what we can do is at least get the right numbers to you for the for the best bets for that meeting at Belmont. Apologies if uh, there was an error there. Second leg of the quaddy, Harry, it's over the 1,200 metres, another 0 to 58. Scratchings are numbers 9, 12 and 15. Pentegra heading the market at 3.30. Just ahead of Claudia Shiver, I think one of the first runs for the stable. Might have even gone a push from Josh from Horsham earlier in the week at $3.80. How are you playing the second league? Well, I do like a push uh, from Josh from Horsham, but I'm with Pentegra. Seems ready to fire first up after being pushed along and responding well in a recent jump out. He'll be prominent without necessarily leading and prior form lines, I think, read pretty well for a race of this calibre. Claudia Shiva isn't drawn well, improved a little bit with the scratchings, but does have tactical versatility. So I like that. Despite having only won one race, she rarely runs poorly and with even luck, I think, is pretty well placed. Billy Mav gets good weight relief with Zoe Lloyd claiming three and might have the class to carry him despite being better over further. Last hope I've got in as next best. Two, six, one, three. Two, six, one and three from Harry in the second leg of the quaddy. The third leg is the Stayers Series Final. It is the Sheep Hills Cup. It's over the 2,000 metres. We take out number eight, Wertheimer. And Pray de Trois, racing consistently for the Peter Chow Stable. Dean Yendel aboard at $2.60. $5 for Jaggery. Quayquay at $6 and $7 for Petruccio. What are we doing here, Harry? thought it was a bit of a tricky race, was. Uh, I'll go with Quayquay. It's been doing enough of late in some pretty handy fields. Hasn't won for a long time, but he'll be sent forward and I think will give a sight. Pray de Trois at the lower end of the weight scale, I think looks well placed on recent efforts. Where she gets to in the run from a low draw, I think is the key. King's Charisma can be slowly away, but if we go off his run two back at Caulfield, he's right in the mix at a price. And then Classy Joe, maybe the other one at a bit of value you could chuck into your exotics. 3951. Get to the last, which is obviously the last leg of the quaddy. It's over the 1,600 metres. Another zero to 58. The emergency's 13 through to 17. Not gaining a start. Fiorente Spritz currently fixed odds favourite at $2.80. Hit a rebellious lord at $6. $6.50 for around the horn. $7 for Ithacan. And then nine fifty for Idle On. Then out to double figures. How do we come home, Harry? Uh, short way home is the best way home here, Warren. I've been following Fiorente Spritz, this preparation. Hard fit now, third up, ready to win up in distance after fighting out the minor money last start. The knocks that tricky draw, which has been offset a little bit with scratchings, but hopefully there's intent to settle 
closer to midfield and to the outside of horses, so I think she can finish off and chime in when it matters. Eidolon, at a bit of a price, had a stable swap between preps, has been jumping out well. I expect he leads or near enough too, could prove hard to run down. Ithacan, third up, fitter, back in grade, in the mix, and then Rebellious Lord, next best, 11-4-2-7. How do you wrap up the meeting? I make my best. Uh, race two, number three, his Zedness. Even money, but debut was very good without a lot of luck. Value, race seven, number three, Quay Quay. Quaddy, first leg, one, three, seven, eight. Second leg, one, two, six. Third leg, three, five, nine. Last leg, two, four, seven, eleven. Play of the day. There's a couple of debutants that I like the look of, so we'll roll them together in an all-up. All-up, race three, number nine, into race four, number nine. Any thoughts on Caulfield, Harry? I think the Mamsie's a cracker. I don't necessarily think that the best horse will win it. A lot of them have bigger fish to fry. I saw that our Racing.com article, you and I are both on the same wavelength with Tefane. Um, and obviously, I think the, uh, the punting nation of Australia, everyone likes passive-aggressive in the Cockrum. So hopefully that horse can uh, help out all the multiplayers was. Good luck around the country today, Harry. Thanks, Warren. Time for a quick break on RSN 927, but before we take it, we've tracked down the right preview for the meeting at Belmont with Riley Morgan. Thanks for the listeners for pointing out our error. We're going to kick off in race number one, and uh, this is one of the more intriguing runners on the program in the opener, and that's the Therese and White runner, Western Knight, who's actually the full brother to the Group 1 Railway Stakes winner going around in the Menzies Stakes on the weekend, Western Empire. So this is this is a runner that will certainly bring a lot of interest to the races tomorrow. And although he didn't beat March, I thought that his win first up at Northern over the shortened sort of 985-metre circuit was incredible given how far back there he got in running over that incredibly short trip. And the late splits he was able to run home therein were the best late splits of that entire meeting by about two lengths, and that's a really good sign that this horse is very progressive. And being a full brother to Western Empire admittedly probably means he will be popular in betting, but I'm going to buy into that hype and think with the speed engaged here through Traverne and a few of the other runners here that will go quickly out in front. I think he just needs some galloping room, and the faster they go, the better it will be for him as he can race a little bit fierce. I think he can be finishing over the top of these in the opener. He has a serious turn of foot. Okay, could be a big day for Bob Peters with the brothers there, Western Emperor, Emperor, sorry, Western Empire and Western Knight at Belmont. Then where do we head with your next best bet? We head to race two, and this is the race of the day for me here for the three-year-olds. Uh, Baby Paris is obviously the runner-up from the Karakata after that really, really huge first-up win as well. And then we have a debutant called Saloon Bar who comes here off some of the best trials you will see from a horse. Uh, stepping out for the first time to the races. And I really wanted to follow Saloon Bar wherever this horse went first up off those trials. But admittedly, just have a few queries surrounding where he gets to in this map from the draw and how much of a start. He may be spotting the favourite baby Paris, who's a star in her own right. So as a as a result of that, I just think that baby Paris gets this A1 run here, box seating up to the 1,200 metres onto an improving track. And if there is any improvement to come with her first to second up, it would be some debut for Saloon Bar to be able to spot this horse to start and rip home over the top of her. And I'm not ruling it out, that's for sure, but I think for that reason, Baby Paris looks the hardest to beat here in race number two, but it is a cracking race. All right, so we're looking to nail the first two races on the program at Belmont. Is there anything else on the card you like? Yes, there is. My best bet actually comes up in race number six on the program, and it's horse number one, Ginger Baker. I love the uh, resumption run from him fresh, and what I really liked was from an inside draw, he was actually able to utilise that position in running, and in, in Prep's gone by, he's 
he struggled to hold positions from good gates and usually flops out, flops out of the barriers and takes a few strides to muster. And before you know it, he's always been cluttered away midfield in an awkward spot. But I think he can hold that spot from the barrier. And this is another race littered with moderate opposition. And he's, he's a horse that always takes big improvement first up to second up. And I think he's come back to racing really well and won't find a better opportunity to win one than he does tomorrow. So I think Ginger Baker is the best bet. Where a day at the races begins. RSN 927's Race Day Morning. Approaching 10 o'clock, about to hand over to Michael Felgate, Dan Maliki and Matty Stewart. Caulfield for Mimsy Stakes Day. But first, let's get Dan's thoughts playing in his backyard at Melton tonight for the harness racing. Good morning, Dan. Thank you, Warren. Yes, good morning to you. Uh, it is uh, Blackshaw territory, so I'm not dis- disappointed by that. Uh, it's a pretty good card, Warren. My best. Um, I'm taking on the $1.22 favourite to a degree in race number three, uh, which is Catch a Wave, and he's very good. But give it a try, beat him last week. And I think he's a chance to do it again tonight at $4. So race three, horse three, give it a try. Race eight, number nine, Runaway Celebrity. Each time I look, she starts to firm in a little bit, so she obviously opened up a little bit of odds, or a bit of value anyway. So my best two, race three, number three, race eight, number nine, a value. Race five, one, Rick Riley, each way. And uh, race seven, number two, Mighty Flying Art, who's around the $26 mark at the moment. I think he can run a race. Race seven, horse two. Quality numbers, Warren. First leg, one, four, seven. Second leg, three, four, seven. Third leg, two, three, seven. And the fourth leg, two and nine in the Melton Quaddy this evening. Good calling tonight, Dan. Looking forward to the next couple of hours with yourself, Michael Felgate, and Matty Stewart, guiding us into Memsey Stakes Day at Caulfield. Thank you, Warren. I'll be looking forward to joining you tomorrow morning as well on Correct Way. Lovely. We'll have plenty of Dan Malecki on the airwaves over the weekend. George Farouge is going to find us a winner at the Meadows tonight. Good morning to you, George. Good day, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How do we attack this meeting at the Meadows? Yeah, there's two that I like just after the quaddy legs. Um, Warren, race nine, number seven, Hamilton. Those who listen to this radio station probably know that he's a favourite of mine. I, I just I think he's got some tremendous speed, this greyhound. We tipped him at his, for his last win and he didn't let us down. He was scratched a couple of weeks ago from the Meadows where we, we uh, had him on top as well. And um, just after that small niggle, I think he can come back and just uh, make it back-to-back wins, race nine, number seven. Another greyhound um, that we've tipped a few times is Quick Smart, race 10, number four. And again, hasn't raced with much luck recently. He burst onto the scene with a very, very good series at Sandown, running very fast time. And I, I think he's just still finding his feet. But uh, he's going to go through the grade still, and I think tonight's his night as well. So race nine, number seven, race 10, number four. Quality numbers, four, five, six, and eight, into one, two, five, and eight, into one, four, and seven, into two, four, and five. And just quickly, Warren, we have got tonight the National Distance Championship and the National Sprint Championship at Wentworth Park where the Big V are represented and um, good luck to the Victorians. Hopefully we can bring home the Chockeys. Have you got any quick thoughts you can tell us? One or two dogs yeah. we should be following at Wenny Park? Yeah, look, uh, the, the favourite in the in the distance race, um, Warren, is a $1.55 Super Strella. They've, she's just been backed um, with the exception of all others. And um, the, the Victorian Moraine Susie, um, I'm just not sure how far she's going to get back. So there's not much value there. We're going to have something small on Gypsy Wyong, the other Victorian, at $14. So race six, number three. And in the final, uh, hate to do this because um, I'm a proud Victorian, but I think the New South Wales Greyhound, good odds cash, will be the Greyhound to beat at $4.40. So race eight, number three. But good luck to Dusty Burbsky, the Victorian, uh, trying to uh, get the big V home. Really good night of racing there at Winnie Park. Good luck right around the country tonight, George. No worries, you too, mate.